0: Hello, get myself all situated here, super excited to be bringing you the Intermittent Fasting Podcast, your Fasting Journal, with my intro music, Burn, Body Burn, Fasting Inferno. surprise. Fasting started to rise. People losing pounds. Hi, I am Donna Reish of DonnaReish.com and the Intimate Fasting Journal Facebook group and podcast and videocast. So I am excited to be with you today, bringing you my week 10, episode 10 results. So um, this is actually my Christmas week results. And um, so I'm going to start with I lost my song here. There we go. I'm going to start with um, what I did and my results. So uh, as you if you've watched or listened before, you know that I break the podcast video cast up into three parts. And so first of all, we have the um, what I did. Slash my results and then what I've learned which are listener lessons and then finally supplementation for those who want to stay on and learn about supplementing So anyway, let's just go ahead and get started here with my week 10 um, first of all I um, Those of you who have fasted over Thanksgiving and Christmas or any other holidays that you may have fasted throughout, if you've been fasting for a while you probably um, have really come to appreciate how much intermittent fasting fits in with special occasions. And you've heard me, if you've listened before, preach and preach and preach about everything can't be special. But we do have special occasions on holidays that are true special occasions. I talked, I believe, in the last episode, episode 9, about how everything can't be special and how we can't constantly make excuses for going off of our plan starting with you know the 1st of December, or actually starting with Thanksgiving week, and then on until you get to January 2nd or January 3rd, how we cannot do that. And um, But on the flip side of that, when we do recognize the special occasions and the times that we have that are truly special and truly reasons for changing up our plan, maybe eating something different, whatever it might be, true special occasions, not three, four, and five, and six times a week, but real, um, special occasions and, um, you know, mute that real special occasions. And in those instances, I personally have come to appreciate so much intermittent fasting and eating what I love. Um, you know, in, in past times I I think even when I was not faithful to my low carb or keto eating plan, there was always this cloud hanging over my head that Um, you know, I know I shouldn't be eating this Christmas, these Christmas morning rolls. You know, I know I shouldn't be eating these noodles on Christmas day. And so even though, you know, maybe I didn't stick with it, obviously, otherwise I would have lost more weight and would be at my goal weight as many years as I tried. Um, but obviously I didn't stick with it, but there's always this underlying feeling that, you know, I'm blowing it and i shouldn't be doing this and i shouldn't be eating that and so on and so forth even on special occasions and i'm talking about somebody who you know now truly can separate out special occasions somebody who doesn't just go off every weekend of my plan like i formerly did and so um with the special occasions i have come to really love eating what i love and enjoying those special occasions and those celebratory foods um also i continued with my self-talk Um, And trying to get more of a of a continual approach and I'm going to be teaching more about this in, in future times. But if you are in the Facebook group, you know that most days I post self talk for that day. Just a sentence or two that we can tell ourselves, you know, that I am a strong intermittent faster. I keep the fast. I do not take bites of food or drink during the fast. I know my body is in fat burning those type of things so just continuing with that I still do that and I'm also sharing that with you in the intermittent fasting journal group Um, also uh, arranging and I talked about this last week too um, but arranging longer windows so when it longer eating windows so when do you really want to arrange longer eating windows? Well, first of all, as I said, everything can't be special, so you can't have a longer eating window, you know, twice a week, otherwise you're not really doing intermittent fasting. If you're if you're gonna average 20 hours a week, 20 hours a day of a fast, or 18 or whatever it might be, and then you know, on Tuesday you have a, a 12 hour fast and on Friday, you have a 16 hour fast and on Sunday, you have a 14 hour fast, you're really not doing intermittent fasting at 20 hours a day fast or 18 hours a day fast. So um, but you know, some of the flexibility of it is that we can rearrange our windows without throwing everything out the window, right? So we can rearrange our eating schedule without just saying I'm going off, just forget it, I'm going off. It, like, like many of us have done in times past with the diet mentality. So I just uh, Really want to encourage you to look at your windows and say, you know I know that if I extend my eating window for me personally if I have a 16 hour fast um, I know for sure that I'm going to eat more than I need in an eight-hour window I just I just know that if I have two meals I'm going to eat more than what I need to keep losing weight. I know that anytime time I shorten my window to a certain level, my fasting window, to a sh- certain level of fasting, um, which usually means two full meals instead of just a snack and a meal, dessert, or whatever it might be, I know that I'm not gonna lose weight. So I think that part of the, this for me was just realizing, you know what, I am having a longer fasting window on our Christmas Eve, and I'm having a longer fasting window on our Christmas day. And uh, on both of those days, I had um, 18-6 on our Christmas Eve and 16-8 on our Christmas Day. And so um, I knew I wasn't going to lose weight that week. But I also knew that with the faithfulness of my other days and my longer fasting windows on my other days that I wouldn't gain either. So um, I really just worked on rearranging and rearranging. I had my second brunch. That I've had since I started fasting. So, ten weeks in, my second time I ate before noon, for example, and I had a brunch on Christmas Day, and um, previously I had had a brunch on a vacation. Um, so, you know, you can see as far as, and I hope that I am communicating this and maybe showing by example for those I'm try- who I'm trying to help and teach with intermittent fasting, that it's not a, it's not all or nothing, right? It's adaptable, and b. You have to pick your specials, right? You have to pick your specials in order to make this a lifestyle. Um, I was really thrilled that I can stay strong so much better than I could on other diets and other holidays in, in times past where, you know, once you start. I just think the built-in parameters of this is when I'm starting and this is when I'm stopping eating, I feel like it just brings in the boundaries. We talk about that. My husband and I used to do parenting seminars all the time, and we talk about that with kids all the time, how you just bring in the boundaries and you bring in the boundaries. And I think about a story that uh, my son, who's now 34, um, he tells of – bringing in boundaries how he learned as a child and I can't believe you remember this but he was only like eight or nine years old and he tells the story of how um we told them repeatedly you know pick up your toys and you're done pick up your toys and we're done we had this really big toy room had a lot of kids homeschooled they were there all the time so we had a really nice nice big toy room that's part of our family room all kind of in one and um you know he said finally Mom and dad just came in there with the kids with us. We put sheets over everything all over the room or all the toy shelves. We had shelves and cubes and stuff. I was an organizing maniac. Still am. So anyway, we put uh, sheets over everything except for this one small section. And we told the children that they could only play with the things that were in this small section. And uh, so he said that he just remembers thinking to himself, You know, this is all I got to play with. All I had to do was pick up my toys and I could have anything in this room. And then he tells the story. And I didn't even remember this. I couldn't believe that he remembered it. Then he told the story of how we took off a sheet. Now you can play with a little bit more. We expanded the boundaries. And then when they were faithful in those boundaries, we took off the sheet, another sheet, and expanded it more. And, of course, you know, there are all kinds of teaching parenting techniques and and protocols to be taught through that whole process. But for us with intermittent fasting, that's what intermittent fasting does for us, right? We have all these different ways with eating and with our diets and with our control, self-control and with exercise, with our health. We have all these different ways that we can bring in the boundaries. And a lot of times we can bring in the boundaries so much that we can't stay at that level. And so for me, that was when I was trying to do keto. I could not bring in the boundaries low enough, far enough in. I When they were, got too far in, 30 carbs a day, I couldn't keep it, right? So I just gave up entirely. But for us, we have these boundaries, and all of the sheets are all over, all of the other hours of our day except for our eating window. And we have to be faithful in that eating window. But other than that, we're not touching anything outside of it. And so the boundaries are brought in for us through intermittent fasting, but they're brought in in a way that's different than other boundaries, because if we have all these boundaries where you're never allowed to have this, you're never allowed to have that, you're never allowed to have this, and you're never allowed to have that, that's when we, and at least historically, myself and many people in this group have not been faithful. Otherwise, we wouldn't weigh what we weigh, right? We would be at our goal weight if that were the case. But, with intermittent fasting, our boundaries are brought in to a small enough level that we can manage this time, but not so not so tightly that we can't keep it up and so, intermittent fasting does bring in the boundaries for us, but it brings it in in a way that's usually doable for most people. I say that I can do anything for a short time, right I can do anything for a short time i can uh I can not eat any 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 time for eight hours during the day. you consider you sleep. You know, if you sleep for eight hours and if you fast a couple of hours before bed, which I highly recommend, that's been one of the great things that I've been learning is to get some fasting hours in before bed. So, you know, maybe I stop fasting at seven. So I have three hours in before bed and um, stop stop eating at seven. Excuse me. And then you fast all night. You wake up. You have eight hours remaining. Right. Or whatever your protocol might be. But I say I can do anything for eight hours it's short-term deprivation for long-term results so that was just uh it's just it hits me i think so much more in the last two weeks with the holidays and seeing how it fits in it's not an all or nothing it's a very specific i'm having a six hour eating window on christmas eve i'm having an eight hour eating window on christmas day and it was just it's so different than the past where you just throw it in the towel come thanksgiving so i think that's super super exciting and something that you know, that we don't have to look at holidays where I'm going to be bad. I'm going to do bad things. I'm going to eat bad foods. I'm going to be bad. It's just so refreshing. Um, with the longer eating window, though, I did start to wonder about appetite uh, correction. i am gonna talk about that here in just a little bit and what I've learned. Because I had appetite correction, I felt like I had it very well under control. And then I keep wondering for those of us who are fasting more of the longer window range, like the 19 to 22 hour range, I keep wondering what happens when we go to, um, you know, a 16 hour window and we eat two meals. You know, does that really wreck our appetite correction? And I, I would say that it had, that it does have an effect on it if we shorten our windows too much, our, our fasting window too much, because the next day I felt like I got hungrier a lot sooner. So, um, Anyway, I also during this time, I talked previously about starting uh, about starting rituals and stopping rituals. And I feel like that when we are out of our norm, anytime we're out of our norm. So anytime we're not doing our typical 18 hour or 20 hour fast, whatever that might be, whenever we're out of our norm, we really the, the starting rituals and the stopping rituals are more important than ever. So for me, you know, I mean, I had a house full of kids, you know, we have seven kids and then they have four spouses and one significant other, you know, so we have 12 kids in total, uh, 19 to 35 um, here all Christmas Eve and all Christmas Day. It's just wonderful. Our Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, not the real date, but, and a couple and three grandkids. And, you know, for me, a stopping ritual was going back to my bathroom, brushing my teeth, and then I was done. And coming out and it didn't matter that there's food everywhere it didn't matter that the pies were still out that the cookie tray was still there that the uh, IBC glass bottle root beers that's our big tradition didn't matter that all of that was still there and so I feel like uh, when you were in unique situations it's even more important to be vigilant with uh, any kind of rituals to help you so that was just that was how I you know did that that I knew for sure I was done brush my teeth said I was done you know it also helped that you get pretty full in uh, intermittent fasting and so it's easier to stop eating the other reason why it's easier to stop eating is because normally if you were on a traditional diet and you were having a holiday meal and you were going to go back on your plan tomorrow back on your diet tomorrow what would you do what I always did was like oh no Tomorrow, I can't have pie. Tomorrow, I can't have leftover cookies. Tomorrow, I can't have leftover noodles. And we start to get frantic in our old diet mentality, whereas we don't have any of that franticness um, with intermittent fasting. Tomorrow is just another day, just another day of fasting and eating in our eating window. So, 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 so many um, things to be really glad for. But the starting rituals, stopping rituals, those kind of things um, really help in this um, you know uh, when you're off your normal schedule it's really important to to have those um in place and then um also uh with that um uh well let me go on all right so uh, the results first of all i forgot to say that my husband joined me in intermittent fasting i was really excited about this uh He joined on January 6th, I believe it was. And we had kind of a I had have had already been fasting for six weeks prior to this. And um, you know, he was kind of like, Well, I I already kind of do that. You know, have you ever noticed that? (laughs) Have you ever noticed that? That when you tell people you're fasting, they tell you they kind of already do that, you know, yeah, I already do that. Yeah, I pretty much already do that. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, but they don't. (laughs) Because if anybody had really done intermittent fasting. You know, especially 18, 20, 18-hour 18 windows and above. If they'd really done that consistently, you know, if they say I've kind of always done that, you know, or whatever. If they'd really done that for, you know, even two or three or four years, they'd be at their goal weight. I mean, eventually, eating this way is going to make us all be the right size, being the size that we should be. It's it's going to transform us. We are going to get to the right right weight, get to the size we want to get to. And so if they were truly doing it, they wouldn't be overweight. I'm assuming that that person's overweight. A lot of times people who are overweight, I've already, I already—I do that all the time, and it doesn't, that doesn't really make a difference for me. Or, you know, that's pretty much what I do, but that doesn't help me lose weight. So with him a little bit, there was some truth to that. You know, he was like, well, I, I do that a lot. And the truth of the matter is he does do that a lot. He he does, wear, but yet he's like 80 pounds overweight, or he was at the time. And so he, but what he does is, you know, you can't sort of intermittent fast. Right. Because the benefit of intermittent fasting, one of the many benefits of intermittent fasting is getting your body in fat burning. So he sort of does it, but he might run out and get a payday bar at lunch because he doesn't have time. So he runs out to the vending machine and eats a payday bar or maybe somebody pops some popcorn. And so he brings that back you know, to his office with the Diet Mountain Dew, but he doesn't take time to eat necessarily a real meal. But you can't sort of intermittent fast because your body will go from burning its fat stores if you're in a fasting state to burning whatever you ate. So you just went out of fasting as soon as you ate anything. And so if it's only caloric restriction that we're after, that would be fine, you know, if he did that and then he didn't eat too much in the evenings, you know. So you can't sort of intermittent fast as far as results. And so, um, you know, he kind of he said, you know, I kind of already do that. And I walked him through, you know, well, what happens is that, you know, as soon as you get that payday bar or as soon as you, you know, get that hot dog out of the machine or whatever, you're not in fasting. He's like, yeah, but I only ate like 200 calories or 300 calories or whatever. I'm like, no, it doesn't matter. You've taken your body out of fat burning. And so, um, you know, and then he watched me, of course, fast and, you know, realized the the, you know, the benefits of it. But we had kind of a precursor to that. Um, in that he has been having problems with his knees for a long time and uh, kind of putting off having knee replacement and all that. Well, then a couple of weeks prior to this Jan- December 6th date, he uh, started having foot problems, plantar fasciitis, and just had extreme pain. And so on December 6th, I believe it was, we had our uh, monthly dance. My husband and I are uh, officers in our ballroom dance club in uh, where we live, near where we live. And we had our Christmas dance. And that we were in charge of it, Ray and I were in charge of it. And so we were, you know, got the food and the prizes and all that. Uh, we had it catered. It was it was so nice. And um we got there and for the first time ever, even different times that he's had problems with his knees and different times I had problems with my pre-diabetes a few years ago and just different times that we haven't been able to really dance well or dance a lot because of health issues and things. But we've always been able to at least dance, you know, but this is the first time that we went to a dance, and uh, neither of and and not neither of us but and he absolutely could not dance and his his knee was he was in too much pain with his knees, plantar fasciitis was just like sending shooting pains through his foot and um So we came home that night. We were in charge of the dance. So we stayed the whole time, served the food and, you know, visited with people and um, danced a couple of dances. And that was it. We were done. We just couldn't dance. And I think that that was really, you know, what hit him more than anything was, you know, I'm, you know, 57 years old and I can't dance, you know. The, the, and, this, and this isn't what we wanted. This isn't what we had planned for our lives. We planned to dance because we love dancing. Um, and it's really romantic and it's intimate and it's good exercise. And um, we've been doing it for 13 years and we just love it. Um, so, anyway, he came home the next day and started intermittent fasting. And um, so I'm so excited because as of this Christmas week, um, he has been fasting uh, for three weeks. And he's already lost 10 pounds, which he does have 80 pounds. He did have 80 pounds to lose. But um, I'm really, really excited. He's super, super faithful and eats way more healthfully during his eating window than I do. So anyway, I'm excited about that. All right. So what I've learned, although I think I told you a lot about what I learned at the same time, my categories kind of merge together here, don't they? Um, Anyway, um, what I've learned, listener lessons. I want to talk a little bit about fat adaptation or fat adaptive, becoming fat adaptive. We talk about fat adapting adaptive. We're talking about at the three to four week mark of intermittent fasting when you your body goes from burning glycogen that you have stored up to burning its fat stores for fuel. So um, this could happen sooner and it can and it will definitely happen sooner if somebody is a lower carb Like I don't it didn't take me the whole three to four weeks because I usually only eat about a hundred to hundred and forty carbs a day which sounds like a lot on a low carb plan, but um, This was like no no low carb plan or anything like that It was just because that's kind of where I've settled in with my prediabetes that I can do about a hundred hundred and twenty something like that on average and still not have uh, repercussions from the prediabetes or the carb intolerance or the insulin resistance, whatever you want to call it, condition that I had several years ago. And so um, definitely if you are either a whole foods person um, without, you know, like extreme amounts of carbs and you don't eat like crackers and breads and pasta and stuff like that, or you are a low carb person in general, just keto or low carb, the fat adapter The fat becoming fat adaptive happens sooner. So I know I explained this earlier in a video, but the fat adaptive state starts happening when you burn through everything you have stored in glycogen stores. So you burned everything you ate in your previous day. And anything else that was stored in your glycogen glycogen stores. And that's one of the reasons why we crave sweets so much because we keep our insulin levels so high from eating all the time. So we always have stuff in our glycogen stores, and then we never go into our fat, we never go into our body's fat to burn it off. And that's why super low calorie diets will actually work to help people lose weight initially, because they their calories are so restricted. That they are burning through their glycogen stores and then going into their fat stores. But um, when we think about fat becoming fat adaptive, it's going to happen any time. But especially even for like the you know standard American diet, sad, it's going to happen for the average person. You know, in that time, about three to four weeks. So in your fasting time, as you go along, and your uh, and especially. Also, how many carbs you eat, how long you eat, and whether you exercise all have an effect on whether you become fat-adapted faster. So you become fat-adapted in that period of time. And what this means is that your body goes from burning its glycogen stores to starting to burn your own fat. And this is why a lot of times, and then also with that, your insulin is going down because you're not having sugar all the time, you know, 24-7. And then your human growth hormone goes up, and that makes you stronger, and that makes you look better. So, like, for me, for example, I forgot to say that I had, did not lose any weight over Christmas, so I have an 8-pound loss in 10 weeks. Um, but I'm fitting into clothes that I shouldn't be able to fit into, you know, until a 15-pound loss or more. Um, every, I just keep on fitting into other smaller clothes all the time because my body is shrinking um, in size because I'm uh, getting rid of fat, even if I am gaining muscle. Right. At the same time, my muscle is smaller, so it looks leaner and thinner and you look better. I talked about that in episode nine. So anyway, um, to become fat adapted, it's going to happen at the three to four week mark. And that is when your body is going to quit burning its glycogen stores and go right to your body fat. So whatever we ate last night will get burned during the first part of our fast. And then at 12, 14, 16 hours, we start burning our body fat. And so there are some signs that you can look for to know that you're fat adapted. Uh, Your The starvation feelings will go away. What what One of the things I noticed, first of all, was that it wasn't so hard. I can remember uh, the first two weeks or first about 10 days of doing intermittent fasting. I remember teaching on Tuesdays and Thursdays and both of those days just feeling like, Whoa, I just can hardly even teach. I feel really bad. (laughs) Very, very hungry and dizzy and weak and so forth. But when you become fat adapted, your body burns yesterday's food. There's nothing in your glycogen stores because you've used it all up. And it starts burning your body fat and it goes through that process seamlessly so you don't have this like starvation you know and we think that if we would just eat it would go away but all that does is make us hungrier and hungrier right because then it keeps us out of burning body fat but when you're fat adapted you go into that stage without like a hiccup so you go burning what you ate before burning anything else burning what you ate yesterday burning anything in your glycogen stores burning fat oh this feels good and if you don't have this frantic Starvation hunger type of feeling feeling because you just seamlessly go from one of those to the other, and so um, that's one thing is that you won't have those starvation feelings. Uh, you will lose your food or carbohydrate preoccupation. Um, now this is kind of joined in two parts though. Fat adapted means that you will not crave carbohydrates so badly, and you can be happy. For example, opening your window with Something that's not real carby and it's it's better not to open your window with junky foods or sugar or whatever. It's better to open your window with real foods or with low carb foods. Um, That also helps with appetite correction later on in the evening. But um, but you will not constantly be thinking about carbs and things like that. However, there's another element to this, and that is our own brains and how we process what well, our thoughts about food, because what often happens is that many of us have come from, you know, really restrictive programs into intermittent fasting, and so it may take us longer to get out of this. You know, oh, I just want beaned M and M's. I didn't get beaned M and M's for the last year, you know, or whatever it might be. So that's kind of a twofold thing. But you should lose your food carbohydrate preoccupation. Um, you'll have sustained energy. So the first, when you're not fat adapted, you're going to feel that keto flu usually um and good sleep and your brain will be clear like i said with my teaching i was just like drinking a bunch of ice water going back i, I teach it here at the house once a week uh, twice a week but one of these, just going back brushing my teeth coming back out looking at the clock looking at my app just thinking ah um but my question about this and this is something that i'm just pondering and so i'm just going to bring it out to you guys and maybe you can comment below about it but my comment my thought is that it felt like I kind of went backwards when I had my long eating windows. So when I had my eight hour, six hour and eight hour eating window and I had, you know, like two meals plus desserts, you know, two meals plus desserts, um, you know, over Christmas, even Christmas day. I felt like I was going back and I wasn't fat adapted for a while again. And so I think that 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 is all part of taking in so many carbohydrates. Right. And so. It's it's just another reason why we don't want to sort of intermittent fast. Why we want to just keep steadily moving along, and we'll get those steady ongoing results as we do that. Um, so, do we go in and out of fat adaptation? Is that even how you say that? Fat adaptation. Do we go in and out of it? And I would say that we probably do. That if we go off and we just say, I'm just I'm just going to eat you know, breakfast, lunch and dinner and not think about fasting at all for the whole weekend. I'm going to start on Friday. Then we are kind of putting we're we're filling our glycogen stores very, very full. When we do that we're not giving our body a chance to burn through the glycogen stores before we just add more and more and more so i would say that we can definitely go backwards in fat adaptation just from my experience and from what i'm thinking about you know the whole carbohydrate thing and how you you know fill your glycogen stores too full when you eat outside of a fasting outside of a short semi-short fasting window um So with that, also too many carbohydrates um, and I'm not downing carbohydrates because I'm definitely not doing low carb. And I know there are some in the group who are. And I think that's great. I think you can do intermittent fasting with any eating protocol that you want to do it with and have success. Um, But I do know that if I eat too many carbs the night before, not enough, you know, like like maybe I did. Maybe I lean chicken breast and potatoes and corn and I didn't have like. You know butter or I didn't have eggs or nuts or some of those things that um, I know a lot of people go crazy over avocados and uh, coconut oil some of those things that will stay with me better Then I get hungry hungry the next day so that's something else to look at um, not only what you are eating for nutrition during your eating window but also how it's going to affect you the next day there have been times that I've gone to bed and I'm just like wow I'm not really that satisfied, but I really need my windows closed. I just need to go ahead and go to bed. And then the next day I'll feel that. So that's something to watch for. All right. Um, Let me see here. Uh, Just want to encourage you to keep using coping and distraction techniques. I've gone over these extensively in weeks uh, seven, eight and nine. Uh, The starting rituals, stopping rituals, the five second rule. I believe that was last week. With Mel Robbins' book, The Five Second Rule, and using five, four, three, two, one, fast three, or however many hours you have left as a coping technique. Using your app. I like to use my app to see where I'm at in fasting. Also, uh, the uh, week before that, in week eight, I talked extensively about um, the book, What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And again, we're using the self-talking points on the Intermittent Fasting Journal Facebook group. So you can hop on over there if you're not already there um, to uh, speak the truth to our brains so that our bodies will follow. Uh, Physical actions. I talked a little bit ago about brushing your teeth. I talked a couple weeks ago about walking away from the refrigerator, saying my window is closed. I'm walking away from food and into some kind of soothing self-soothing or distraction and into my next uh, blog post. I'm going to write or into uh, story time with my grandkids or into reading my book. Right. So just that whole idea of um, physically moving away from food and also confirming verbally what you're going to do with that. And um, again, the starting ritual is more necessary than ever uh, during lax times. So uh, when you when you kind of had maybe a more relaxed fasting window, fasting time. So I am going to head out of here and stop, talk about supplementation. So I'm going to sign off here. Um, I'll still be on. So anybody who wants to stay on and learn about supplementation, I'd love to have you do so. Um, but I Want to help you with intermittent fasting, whether you use my choice of supplements or not. So please keep on uh, joining us all uh, for other uh, videos, intermittent fasting journal, um, weekly podcast and video cast, as well as videos at YouTube at DonnaReach.com. <laughs> Um, last week I talked about um uh triplex. I am a representative for Plexus supplements, and I do use Plexus supplements, and they help me greatly in my fast, and they've helped me greatly in the last two years with my health in general, uh turning around a lot of health issues that I was having. Um that restless leg syndrome, insomnia, carbon tolerance, um, energy, sleep. Rest, um, my husband has gone off of blood pressure medicine, son's off of his allergy medicines, daughter off of her um, uh, metformin for PCOS. And so we had a lot of great benefits from these products, and I continue to use them in my uh, intermittent fasting. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about a couple of those. And um, at the end of each video cast podcast. I do talk about this. This is, you know, I don't have advert ads and so on and so forth in the middle of it. I just do this at the end to give you some insights into these great supplements. So I talked last week and I have a video uh, link below about the TriPlex. That's the three uh, Plexus products that most Plexus users use. It's our pink drink that curbs cravings, gives energy, um, boosts metabolism and um. Uh, fights fat and lowers lipid levels and blood sugar. Uh, that's our pink drink that you mix in with the water bottle. Just shake it and drink it like a Kool-Aid. Um, and all of these products are natural products. They're all plant-based. So um, that's even the, the coloring of that is beet root and the sweetener is stevia. And um, it's all natural. Then... Um, the second part of Triplex is BioCleanse, which is our magnesium supplement, and it is a daily magnesium supplement, and that really was um, amazingly helpful with turning around my leg cramps and foot cramps in dancing and swimming, uh, uh, Zumba, Aqua Zumba, and also in uh, my restless leg syndrome, and those suffering with irregularity. It oxygenizes, oxena, oxygenizes, oxygen, oxygenizes. <laughs> oxidates the body um and it's just makes you feel amazing. We are way, way, way short in magnesium, um, most of us. And then last is our probio five, which is our five strands of probiotic that gives you good bacteria and also breaks down the bad. So it also has anti antifungals and digestive enzymes. And so a lot of times you will use three products for that. You would use probiotic Digestive enzymes and antifungals, but this is all in one product. So that is really and it's got clinical studies associated with it for weight loss So it does help with weight loss. It helped me I uh, get back on losing weight before I started intermittent fasting two years ago back uh, uh, If you've heard my story. I've been I'm on a quest to lose a hundred pounds uh, Now I'm gonna say it's gonna take 13 years. This is uh, year 12, and I'm now uh, Getting close to 80 pounds that I've lost so I only have 20 more so um, I'm going to finish those 20 in this year with intermittent fasting or in the 2018. I'm excited about that. So that is triplex. And then last week I also talked about the ease capsules and ease capsules are really good for inflammation. A lot of times you'll see people who start on ease, their faces will get thinner, uh, their, their puffiness will go down. The um, inflammation in knees and in back and in different uh, places where you have uh, arthritis and infl- inflammatory issues like that, muscle tension, um, headaches, um, a lot of people are helped greatly with their migraines with ease capsules. Um, they are uh, they have really great products that are ingredients that people use in other contexts. So for example, uh, one of the major players in it is, is turmeric. And with turmeric, you know, that is uh, a spice that is really known for its anti-inflammatory properties. So it's got that. And then it also has um, uh, uh, the green lip muscle which is an omega-3 fatty acid, uh, reduces inflammation and pain. Uh, and it also has serrapeptis, which a lot of people take by itself to reduce inflammation and pain. So these three ingredients together are just really a powerhouse. Um, I never go a day without this ease or the triplex either one. So you can use these in your fast or you can use them in your eating window. Uh, and, um, I'd be happy to help you get started on them if you're interested in that. Um, I also talked about these weight loss specific products like the fat burners and things like that in the first couple of episodes of this. And then you can also go um, on uh, DonnaReach.com. And I have a few articles about the Plexus products at the blog as well. So thank you for joining me again. And I hope that you are fasting well and uh, feasting even better. By surprise, started to rise. pounds, y'all, saw it all around. Bodies are See ya. Full control.